Hello and welcome to the Wholehearted Healer Podcast. My name is Dr. Avine Banish and I will be your host. This is the weekly podcast that helps women pause in their busy lives, drop into the heart, and remember their next right step. I am so happy that you're here. Hello and welcome to another episode of a Wholehearted Healer podcast. My name is Dr. Avine Banish and I'm your host and I'm so grateful that you're here. This past week, um, I went and visited my son who is six weeks into his freshman year at a large state university about two hours from our home. And I was really excited. I packed our kids and my husband up in the car early on a Sunday morning, and we drove up to have breakfast with him and to walk the campus, to replenish his snack supply, and to hear just all about everything that's been happening for him. And it was wonderful. It was so nice to sit next to him and share a meal and give him a hug um, and to just see him with my own two, two eyes. And It really wasn't until we had said our goodbyes and we were getting back in the car to go home and I looked in the rear view mirror and I saw him walking by himself back to his dorm on a kind of quiet Sunday afternoon that I felt lonely for him. I mean, he's doing great, but somehow just seeing him by himself, leaving our family unit again, made me feel a little lonely for him and lonely for me as well. And it reminded me of an episode from a few days prior in the week. Uh, My daughter and I were volunteering at a senior center near our home, and she and her friend were outside the senior center drawing um, chalk art for the residents there. There were some residents sitting outside, and this lovely woman came over to us and started to chat. And she was so sweet asking the girls about their school and what they were drawing. And then in mid-sentence, She looked up and she stopped talking and she waved at an airplane going by. And then she kind of looked at the girls and laughed and said, you probably think I'm a little crazy, but waving at airplanes makes me feel less lonely. And she went on to be vulnerable with the girls and explain that her beloved husband of 65 years had passed away a few months before. They had both been residents at this senior center And her husband had actually been a pilot. And so to help her feelings of grief and loneliness, she often came outside and would look up into the sky and wait for an airplane to fly by and she would wave at it. And that act made her feel more connected to her husband. Um, And so these two episodes this week got me thinking about what to talk about on this week's Wholehearted Podcast. And I've decided to talk about the concept of loneliness and its importance for all of us in recognizing it in ourselves and how it can have a great impact on our health. And so it's estimated that 50% of U.S. adults experience loneliness and and social isolation on a regular basis. And loneliness was certainly an epidemic in this country before the COVID epidemic, And it has certainly become even more pervasive since that began. And why does it matter? Why do we care? It turns out that loneliness and social isolation is a very important health marker. And 
it can increase our risk of premature death from all causes. So studies are showing that it's more important as a risk factor, even than things like smoking, obesity, and living a sedentary life. And there are no signs for, lo- for loneliness. There are no vital signs for loneliness. So we can, you know, I can look at your blood pressure and your oxygen saturation and have data, but loneliness is more elusive, right? And I don't know about you, but there have been times in my life where I have been in a sea of people, so among lots of people, and, and I have felt very alone. And there are other times where I have been out in nature, maybe on a hike, completely by myself, and I have been overwhelmed with feelings of connection to all people and all things. And so just looking at someone from the outside is not a great way to to figure out if someone is feeling lonely or not. Sometimes people look like they have it all together and actually they're quite lonely. And so this is important because long-term feelings of loneliness, so I'm not talking about the momentary lonely feeling that I got in saying goodbye to our son this, this past week. I'm talking about when loneliness sets up in us, when it lasts for long periods of time. It can make incredible physiologic changes in the body. So long-term feelings of loneliness or feeling socially isolated ramps up the genes in our body for inflammation. Diseases like heart disease and stroke and even Alzheimer's disease increase sharply. One study I read actually revealed that dementia increases by 50% in people who feel lonely and socially isolated. Another study I looked at, a longitudinal study, followed the same group of people across years. And this study was well done, and it found that the biggest factor of whether people lived well until they were old or died early was actually how satisfied they were in their 50s with their social connections. So it didn't come down to diet or whether they smoked or how much they drank in this study. And I'm not saying those things are not important. They certainly are. But it was kind of astounding to see that the biggest factor in, in people's longevity was actually how connected they felt to those around them. It was also interesting in this study that the number of people in their circle didn't matter. So it didn't matter if they had one or two really close friends or 10. The degree of satisfaction in their relationships was the greatest indicator of their health as they aged. So perception, our perception of our relationships matters more than how many relationships we have. And so these studies together really tell us that our connections with our friends, our families, our pets, our community, our coworkers matters a whole heck of a lot. So how can we use this information to make a positive impact in our lives? What do we do? I think first we take honest stock of ourselves. It can be really scary to pause our busy lives and check in and ask ourselves from a place of vulnerability and honesty, are we lonely? Have the last few years left us feeling less connected? Taking stock of where we're currently at and how we are currently feeling is always the first step in order to change something. And then I think we can use the gifts of open-heartedness to begin to 
value the connection and nurture the relationships that we already have. And so we can take a few moments on a day that we might be feeling a little isolated or alone, and we can drop into the heart space. And so to do that, we can simply sit down, uncross our legs, feel our feet on the floor, close our eyes if that feels comfortable and safe, and just bring to mind the people who you love and who love you. And it's okay if those people are no longer here. So if they passed away, if you had a really strong connection with someone, that love is still there. And so to begin to dwell in the connections that we already have, to bring each person or pet to mind, get a feel for their presence, open our heart, and just feel the love between us. Just by doing this, we begin to feel less lonely. We begin to remind ourselves of the blessings and the connections that we already have. And then we can take it a step further. And if you have been feeling lonely lately, you can find a good time and get honest and vulnerable with someone you love and share how you've been feeling. A little vulnerability in sharing this way can go a long way in healing a relationship that may have become distant. Thomas More said, we need people in our lives with whom we can be as open as possible. To have real conversations with people may seem like such a simple, obvious suggestion, but it involves courage and risk. So maybe we make a conscious choice to connect. And maybe we pick up the phone instead of texting someone. Or better yet, we make plans to meet someone in person and maybe take a walk outside in the gorgeous fall weather instead of talking on the phone. And then we take stock and we may decide that we actually do want to expand our circle, that we want to feel more connection. We want to make a new friend. And how do we do that? And so I think as we get older, as adults, I don't know about you, but sometimes it can feel harder to make friends. Like it used to be you'd just sit next to the bus on the way to school with somebody and you'd be best friends. Um, but kids teach us a lot about open openness, about vulnerability, about willingness to connect, about the willingness to connect over a hobby or a sport. And so all of these options are still open to us. And if we now know that loneliness can have such negative effects on our health, maybe we'll take a risk and get out of our comfort zone and take up a new hobby, join a book club, volunteer for something in order to perhaps make connections and meet new friends. In this vein, neuroscience has shown us that our brains actually light up in the same way, whether we're feeling connected or we're reaching out to someone else to bring them into a state of connection. And so it's a wonderful thing that we can actually feel more connected by reaching out to others and helping them feel connected. When we help others feel seen, cared for, and loved, you feel more seen, cared for, and loved. So volunteering, doing something for someone else is actually a win-win and exactly what the world needs more of these days. So 50% of, of U.S. adults are feeling lonely. Um, you reaching out and volunteering in some capacity 
is going to help both them feel less lonely and you feel less lonely. So reaching out to others and offering help in any way seems to efficiently and elegantly counteract the very inflammatory responses that make loneliness so detrimental to our health and longevity. So we've talked about connecting with yourself, um, checking in and noticing your current perception of how connected or lonely that you feel. We've talked about rekindling connection um, and dwelling in the blessings of the, the relationships that you already do have. We've talked about reaching out, making new friends, and even volunteering as a way to counteract loneliness. And finally, I would just like to talk about this idea of be, being authentic with yourself and knowing what you need in your relationships. Knowing what you need to feel satisfied. So we talked about how loneliness does not, there's no vital signs for it. And that you may notice that what you require, your needs for feeling connected, may be very different from your spouse's needs or your friends or your children. But when we talk about loneliness, again, it's really your perception. So your perception of how connected or isolated you are is what matters. And so getting to know yourself, identifying the habits that you may have developed over the past few years, especially during this pandemic, that may have soothed you, that, but that didn't serve you. Noticing this and making a different choice. It can be that simple. I also think taking good care of ourselves um, goes a long way into helping us feel better. So carving out time to sleep deeply, um, eating in a way that serves your body, drinking enough water, doing your, your chosen form of movement every day, living in a way that helps you feel centered in yourself is going to actually help you notice more and maybe feel a little less lonely. So when we're feeling better, when we're feeling more centered in our own being, um, it's easier to see the connections that we already have. It's easier to notice when we are off balance and course correct. One of my favorite quotes is by Hafiz. And he said, your heart and my heart are very, very old friends. So in this lifetime, if you're listening to this podcast, you are very likely a householder, meaning you are someone who has chosen to live amongst people and that relationship is our sacred connection and it's, our, it's also how we learn about ourselves and each other. And loneliness and social isolation may be an epidemic of our time, but it's, it's something that we know how to course correct from. We inherently know how to connect with one another we just have to get back in the habit. Brene Brown, who is this amazing author and has so much to say on all topics of social connection and loneliness, has this quote. I define connection as the energy that exists between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment, and when they derive sustenance and strength from the relationship. So it is my hope this week that if you are feeling lonely, you can reach out to someone and feel more connected. If you are feeling connected, that perhaps you can recognize that there are a lot of people out there in our 
world today that are feeling lonely and maybe you can reach out to someone else. And in doing so, you can both feel more connected. May you have a beautiful week. Onward in love, Aveen. Thank you.